go Jeff yourself is this podcast I'm not starting that way <laughs> right go Jeff yourself <laughs> yeah what was that I don't think they heard you let's say that shit one more time Thank you very, very, very much for listening to this episode of Go Jeff Yourself, in which I, Jeff, the titular character, not yourself who's off today, uh, will be talking about uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, the brand new movie that is free to stream on the Roku channel. You know, you've heard of the Roku channel before. It's that streaming service everybody's using for everything. Um, I have not used it much, if if not ever, before yesterday, when Weird, the Al Yankovic story, premiered. Now, I'm not going to get into um, why I like Weird Al, uh, how what I was expecting from this movie too much, uh, if you want to hear some more of that, Ian and I, another co-host, not yourself. He was also off that day. Um, we recorded an episode um, when the trailer dropped uh, and talked about our expectations for the movie. So go back and listen to that if you haven't heard that um, in preparation. Prepare yourselves for this episode by listening to another episode. And if you want to really hear me talk a lot about Weird Al, my previous podcast, Talk Me Into... We had two entire episodes, two entire episodes dedicated to Weird Al Yankovic. In those episodes, we we dove deep into Weird Al's entire career. Uh, so there's there's a lot of stuff here, but this episode is just going to be a, a short one, I, I guess. Um, I'm just going to talk about what I thought about the movie. Um, it seems to be, well, at least... If, if you're, you're in my echo chamber online and social media, it seems like everybody has seen the movie. Uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 88% critic score and an 88% audience score. I've never seen such an evenly matched movie before. I'm telling you, Weird Al unites. He's the great unifier. He is the antithesis of all the negative in the world. Um Except I did see this movie, so it's 100% factually accurate. I don't know. Maybe we've been lied to this whole time. Maybe we have been freaking lied to. So I'm not going to give like a beat by beat of the movie. I'm just going to give uh, some thoughts I had while I was watching it. Um, you know, I'm, this isn't an audio version of a Wikipedia article. Um, so you can read that or go watch the movie if you want to watch it or just listen to my my thoughts um, as we're going through. So there's, I didn't love the movie. I liked the movie. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to be, you know, going crazy, uh, falling head over heels for the movie, even though I do love weird Al. I think it was a very well-made movie. I think it was a good movie. So there's not a lot of poo pooing on it. I will be doing, but you know, there's some negatives, some things that I was hoping for that didn't come true. I don't know what I was hoping for. I guess the movie exactly met my expectations. I think based on the original Funny or Die um, trailer and the actual trailer, it's kind of exactly what we got. I guess the biggest negative, which is pretty big um, for me at least, is that 
it was just one joke stretched over an hour and a half, which I'm not always opposed to. Um, that can be done well. I think this was done pretty well. But, you know, a lot of people that I've seen online in my echo chamber that I mentioned were saying it was like side splitting, funny, laughed so loud, all, all of this stuff. I don't think I had like a huge laugh out loud moment in this. There were definitely times when I was like, <laughs> and you know, I chuckled, I smiled a lot during it, but there, there wasn't anything that was like crazy funny. Um, even in things I've seen before, like multiple times, I know the joke is coming, just seeing a payoff or hearing a joke from a comedian or whatever, hearing it will make you laugh out loud. Even memes, just random memes scrolling on TikTok have made me laugh harder than anything in this movie. And that's not necessarily a bad thing um, because there, there was a lot that I liked in this. Um, knowing what uh, you have to know going into the movie, that it's, it's a parody of a biopic. Um, I think the... The... <sighs> It's tough because this movie would have been a lot funnier if it was exactly the same, but 12 to 15 years ago. Uh, It's not, you don't need to be groundbreaking in comedy or music or anything. You don't have to like be a trendsetter, but we've had biopics and biopic parodies before. Um, And it just, this just felt kind of like, what's the point? Uh, if if you're trying to do a biopic parody, which they are, or if you're trying to do a biopic parody, if you're one of those weirdos that say biopic. Um, and, and I'll get to that a little bit later, but yeah, I, I do think that it, it's very funny um, how young Al, his parent, they portray his parents as like these meanies. And my wife watched a little bit of the movie with me and she was like, wow, his parents are really jerks, huh? And I was like, no, no, no. His parents were like really <laughs> kind and caring and nurturing. And, you know, they encouraged him to play the accordion. And this is this is just a joke. She's like, oh, it's not real. I'm like, parts of it are like he did get his accordion from an accordion salesman. But his dad didn't, you know, beat him to the brink of death with a collapsed lung. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um one of the funniest, the, the first part that I actually laughed out loud at was when his dad was telling the story about working at the factory and uh, the grisly death that was there. Um, and then the, the dad just played it straight. He wasn't like a goof. He just played a straight bad dad, which I thought was done well. I don't know who that actor is. I've never seen him before. But yeah, he, he pulled it off pretty well. And just like calling the accordion, the devil squeeze box and just demonizing it. Like, so then Al goes to a party and it's a polka party. He said the thing. He said the thing. We're pointing at the screen. He said polka party, Um, which is actually the cool thing to do, Uh, which is funny because, you know, if polka is not exactly or has it ever been popular amongst the, the youth of America. And Weird Al has always said, you know, like he wanted to be cool and join a rock and roll band. So he started playing the accordion. Ha <laughs> ha. That's funny. So it's funny if you think about writing your own history, like, you know, I guess like a narcissist like Trump would do, you know, in his head, he's like really hot and successful <laughs> and a great guy. So it's funny coming from that, knowing that like, oh, what if 
what if polka was cool? And he goes, he's like, you didn't tell me this was a polka party. My parents are going to kill me. Um, and then he picks up the accordion and totally shreds and everybody loves him. And the cops come and pick him up. And Scott Ackerman was one of the cops. Um, Tom Lennon was the accordion salesman. There's a lot of really good cameos in here. Blink and you miss it kind of cameos, especially later on at the party with uh, Dr. Demento. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just jumping around. We can get to that. Jack Black was Wolfman. Jack, that's his name, right? <laughs> Conan O'Brien is Andy Warhol. Emo Phillips is Salvador Dali, which he's just Emo Phillips, which is hilarious. Um, you know, Mr. Butterfingers. Um, there was, I think, uh, Yorma Tacone was Pee Wee. Tiny Tim showed up. Like, a lot of the, the cameos, like, it did look cheap. The movie itself didn't look cheap, but that scene, it just looked like, it looked like a Halloween party. Um, you know, there was, Frank Zappa was there. Uh, just, just a whole, Elton John was just, like, standing there. And it's funny, like, to think that Dr. Demento was just, like, in the A-list of celebrities. Dr. Demento played by Rain Wilson, who did a great job. Um, Patton Oswalt played him in the, the, the short, that came out 10 years ago. But yeah, he just had just the right amount of zany and asshole to him, which Dr. Demento is not in real life. But it was it was pretty funny. Um, the, the things that they hit well, like the, the beats they hit well, Daniel Radcliffe was fine. Like, you know, he's not a, a doppelganger to Weird Al um, visually or sonically. Like Weird Al did all the singing parts in this. Um, but when, when he was just hanging out in in the, the room with the bandmates um, talking about how he just wants to change words to songs that exist. And the way he got his inspiration was my Sharon is playing on the radio. And then he picks out the baloney and it has Steve's name on it. And Steve says, that's my baloney. And then the record starts skipping on the radio. That was a pretty good uh, parody of a cliche in a movie. It's just like repeating and he starts speaking it out. And it, it's just so dumb. Like, that song is dumb. I love it. I love the song My Bologna. I'm glad that they record, re-recorded it, too. Um, but it was just really funny. Like, where did you come up with that? That's great. And I like the pace of the movie, how it doesn't t- waste any time. Like, he sends, he sends that tape off to Captain Buffoon, which I don't know if it's a real... I didn't even Google it. I could Google it now. I don't know if Captain Buffoon is real. And I was like, oh, that's weird. They're not going Dr. Demento. They're changing his name to Captain Buffoon. I'm actually going to Google it because I have a feeling it's not real at all. Captain Buffoon. Uh, Doesn't. Oh, maybe it is real. Yeah. Yep. It was real. So, yeah, I don't know what part of that was true or not. Um. But then uh, he hears it on the radio and, you know, I, if you guys don't know, I'm a very super successful musician, but the first time I had one of my punk rock bands played on college radio, it felt good. You know, there was, there, there was at least acknowledgement that somebody heard my music um, and nothing ever came from it. I didn't, I didn't fall into a relationship with Madonna. So unfortunately that did not happen. Um, I skipped over one part, um, when he was trying out for the band and he plays beat on the brat with the accordion and they cut over to the band that's trying to get another musician and Jeremy Bohm from Touche Amore is there. And I did, I did the Leo meme again. I pointed at the screen. I was like, ah, my wife's like, who's that? I was like, it's the lead singer of Touche Amore. And she's like, okay. I'm like, that's strange. He's just a hardcore singer from Los Angeles. Um, and then later Jeremy posted that he had, uh, Eric Appel, whose name I said was Apple, 
until I heard recently it's Appel on his podcast uh, first ever. So they just knew each other. He just like called him up. Hey, do you still have a shaved head? And do you have two days free? You want to be in this movie? And Jonah Ray was another band member and skunk barf. Um, you know, and that band did a song, a uh, little clip called Bowling with the Devil. Uh, just a stupid little parody, but I wish, I kind of wish they did more of that in this movie, more original parodies. I uh, guess, you know what I mean? New, new parodies. Cause basically the whole movie was just, uh, it was about like five Weird Al songs, um, which is fine. And he re-recorded them, which I don't really think they needed to do, um, because the re-recordings weren't much different. Um, with the exception of I Love Rocky Road, which started out accordion only, and then the band gets integrated more. And I was like, okay, this this sounds fine. And even with another one, Rides the Bus, because the original recording of that sounds like dog doo-doo. So I'm like, okay, maybe this will be like a full band recording on the soundtrack. And it's not. It's it's fine. I think it's it's a fine re-recording. Um, I'm glad that we're getting some sort of new Weird Al music after eight years since his last album. So I'm I'm not upset with that at all, but yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um, so the, the whole point of the movie basically is um, Madonna heard that every song that Weird Al parodied because in this movie he becomes like the biggest star in the world, which is funny. You know they exaggerate his fame, and in real life. Weird Al, when he did parody people, they did get like more record sales, um, the, the original band. So the point of this was Madonna hears that and she's begging him to do a, co- a parody of one of her songs for the whole movie. So she, you know, she seduces him, falls in love with him, does all that to, to get him on her good side, has all these ideas of she'll make the originals, he'll do the parodies and then they'll both profit um, and that culminates in, in a lot of things towards the end of the movie, which, which I will talk about. Um, but I love how Dr. Demento laced his guacamole with LSD and he starts to trip and then it gets to, into like this weird trippy scene, which I, I wish they did more of. The other negative thing about this is I was expecting more silly um, not necessarily like UHF, but more like naked gun kind of vibes like that. You know what I mean? Like airplane humor. I just figure there would be more gags like that in this. Like there's definitely some stuff like in the diner when he's kicking everybody's ass and like there's some ex- <laughs> extreme violence, um, that's over the top, but there's, there's not many like sight gags. I would say, and I was hoping that there would be more of those in a movie like this rather than just a straight parody. Uh, and we didn't really get that. But the the scene when he like hatches from the egg and he's playing the guitar solo to eat it. And w- what I thought was really clever is that, um, you know, and it's not really fourth wall breaking because they're not addressing the audience directly. Is it third wall? Is there a third wall? Should I Google it? Is there a third third wall breaking the third wall refers to when a character addresses the medium in which they were situated okay yeah so it is kind of third wall 
Um, when they're like, this is an original song, 100%, not a parody. It's all original music and everything. And I was like, what a great way to acknowledge one of your most popular songs. Even in the movie says, I'm always going to be the eat it guy. Like when he got on Twitter in like 2005 or something, I think his profile, it might still say, you know, the eat it guy. Um, because that was such a huge song and music video for him when it came out that he's forever just linked with Michael Jackson. And then when that Neverland documentary came out a few years ago, he stopped playing those songs at his concerts. Um, um, for the most part, um, he stopped playing those songs. And this was a this was a funny way to acknowledge and shine a light on something so huge in your career, but also not shine a light on Michael Jackson. And I was like, this is such a great way to do that and make it funny. Um, and then later on, they said that Michael Jackson parody did a parody of eat it called beat it. So they, they weren't doing what I thought they were doing, (laughs) which I thought was really clever. It's still funny to me that they did it in this way. I think that's kind of the funniest part of the movie. Um, how eat it was the original and Michael Jackson parodied eat it into beat it. Um, and weird Al who played his manager, I uh, was like, I don't know what it's about. It's about not fighting or getting in a fight. I don't know. Who knows what it's about? Um, so then because Eat It was such a, such a success, Weird Al stopped doing parodies. And then that's where Madonna's trying to get him to do a parody. And uh, it's funny. Like even the breakdown he had <laughs> when he was getting mad, he's like, how dare he take my music and change the words to it? It was just like going off. Um, it was pretty good. Like Daniel Radcliffe definitely played like, the crazy, not real version of Weird Al really good, um, which is kind of the the public persona that Weird Al put on until I would say, I don't know, the last 10 years when like people he inspired started becoming famous and hosting this night show and having the number one Broadway show of all time. And they treat him like this huge celebrity. You know, he's always just like a joke when he would go on shows. He never really gave a real, the first real interview I heard from Weird Al was on like the Nerdist in, I don't know, 2010 or something. It was the first time I ever heard him really being serious. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays like that public persona of him pretty well. Because the real Al is boring. Like, you know, I'm boring too, but like he's not, he's not like this crazy drinker party guy. He's just like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna, gonna make these silly songs and then have a family and raise them and be vegan and just hang out. And that's what he does. What a life that guy lives. Um, it was funny. There was a lot of good cameos in here. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy that plays Pablo Escobar, he was on broad city. It was just so funny. Pablo Escobar kidnaps Madonna to get weird Al to go down to play his birthday party. And there's like a whole shootout and he, he kills Pablo Escobar with a platinum disc right in his head. That whole scene was funny. Even when he went down there, he had like a camo Hawaiian shirt on. That was just like, <laughs> I, w- I was hoping it would be more like the, the Rambo bit in UHF, but you know, it, it was still fun. It was just stupid over the top violence. Um, and then, you know, Madonna's still after him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm skipping so much in this because the plot doesn't really matter. It's a lot of just the beats that I wanted to talk about. And if if the movie pulled them off or didn't pull them off or, or what I thought about it. Um, and then later on, when he's sitting at the table with his parents, 
His, you know, he makes up with his parents and his dad. He finds out his dad was Amish. And this is still 1985. And his dad wrote the lyrics to Amish Paradise. And, you know, that song came out in 1996. But it doesn't matter. Some I saw people online like, how can they do this whole thing and not acknowledge like UHF or all these other songs he did? I'm like, it's it's a silly movie is why it's not <laughs> accurate at all. He could do whatever the hell he wants. Um, so then he puts the music to Amish Paradise and he, he wins like their version of the Grammys. I don't, was it a Tony? What did he win? He won some, he was at some award show and um, he was winning an award and he like said, I don't know. He was like talking down to his dad. I must've missed that part because they made up and then he's like, yeah, you sucker or whatever he said. Um, but that, that doesn't matter. Um, Madonna sent a hitman there to kill him and the movie just ends. It's like weird. Al was assassinated in 1985. That, that got a pretty big laugh for me. Oh, some other cameos that I noticed during that skunk barf concert. Uh, the dude, Dave and Ethan from Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch podcast, which I I've listened to not every episode, but I've definitely heard it. Um, I didn't know what they looked like until I was at one of the shows this year. And I saw this big guy with a big beard and he had on a, a Dave and Ethan's podcast t-shirt. And so I Googled them. I was like, Oh, that's, that's him. And then his other friend was there. And then I saw them again when I saw him a second time. Um, and I'm like, Oh, they're just going around. Yeah. Like they went to so many of his shows. I I, went, I don't know how they got him in, in the movie as cameos, but that's pretty dope. Like weird. Al's cool, man. He knows what's up. He probably saw him at like 200 shows. <laughs> it was like, Hey, you want to come out to this movie? Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. There's probably so many more cameos. I didn't even notice. But like Deidre uh, Bader did the Weird Al narrator. Like I don't know when it's supposed to be because he's dead. Um, and then another part I thought was really funny were just the closing credits when they start to show like real pictures of Weird Al. And I just told my wife, I was like, yeah, th- this is really him. And she's like, oh, what a cute little kid. And it's showing him and his parents. And you're like, oh, because whenever you see his parents, you just feel bad because of how they passed away. And they were just, he just was close with them. Um, and then they start showing Photoshop pictures that get crazier and crazier. And I was like, these are not real. And that's what I like about the movie because there was a lot of truth in it, but very exaggerated. Like if you didn't know Weird Al like I know Weird Al, you don't know what parts are true. I'm sure you could assume he didn't go to Colombia and assassinate Pablo Escobar or kill Pablo Escobar. Um, and he's like, yeah, I murdered a lot of people this week, um, which was pretty funny. And, and then they actually show him like getting shot. It's like a still picture of him on stage getting shot, which was hilarious and over the top grotesque. Um, then there's a mid credit scene where Madonna goes to visit his grave. It's a born 1959, ate it 1985, which is funny. And his arm comes out of the grave and grabs her. So sequel, Probably not. We'll have to wait 33 years for him to make another movie. Um, overall, I I liked it. I thought for a Weird Al fan, it was a, a Weird Al movie um, made by Weird Al. It was like when NWA made Straight Outta Compton and they, <laughs> they made up their own history and took out the bad parts. Weird Al added the bad parts into his because he didn't have uh, many, if any, bad parts, really, especially in those first several years. Um some of the jokes, they were clever, but it wasn't like super witty. Like I said, a lot of it was very third wall. Like when he he's making up with his parents and his mom is heavier 
And she's like, you know, there's inspiration all around you. Just look at me. I'm fat. You know it. And it just like goes over his head. And that was a funny joke because they're playing to, um, you know, the Weird Al song. And then he comes back to it like five minutes later. It's like, we're already past that when he's already inspired for Amish Paradise. Um, things like that were funny. I thought the Hey Boy was funny. I don't even know if that's a, a real thing or if they made it up for that movie. Um, because then he comes back when they're in Colombia and there's a Hey Boy and the guys say it in Spanish. They're like, oh, it's a Hey Boy. Um, oh, if you if you Google Hey Boy, try again with this. Gay Boy? I don't know. Maybe I'll click it. Gay Boy Images. That's what I expected when when I clicked on Gay Boy. Um, yeah, I don't think Hey Boy is a thing. If you click on images, <laughs> there's just like <laughs> this little boy in overall sitting on a pile of hay. Oh, look at that. Kid boy lies in the hay. Boy in the hat are preparing for autumn. Sunny day stock photos. Who's using this as a stock photo? <laughs> I actually, this is, I'm laughing harder now than when I was watching the movie. Yeah, I... I don't know. Um, I'm glad that the movie did well. I'm glad that a lot of people liked it. I I definitely liked it. I don't want to. I don't want people to think like I hated this movie because I didn't. It was fine. It just doesn't have like that rewatchability to me, like UHF does, and it doesn't do anything for the genre to me. I think that now I haven't seen a Walk Hard to Do Cock Story since like it came out on DVD, but like that to me was a really good parody of the biopic genre. It was absurd, which this movie wasn't really. This movie was, it was a little over the top. It was exaggerated, but it wasn't absurd enough. I And I think that's what I was, that's what I wanted. You know, that's what I was hoping for. They took the one joke of, you know, the one and a half minute trailer and stretched it for an hour and a half. And they didn't add much there. They just kind of kept the same pace. So like when they stretched and became thinner, they just kept it like that. They didn't try to plump it up with anything. I remember in in Walk Hard, like the it was just like gruesome. One of I think it was his brother just get like they actually showed him getting chopped up, and you know it was like like Ian and I said in the the trailer review, like there hasn't been like a really strong comedy movie scene <laughs> um, presence in the last like 10 years or so. Um, there's definitely funny stuff. Like, I mean, I probably laughed harder at Jackass forever than this, um, which isn't even a real movie. There's just funnier things in it. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a Weird Al fan, I was, I was happy with it. Um, being free on Roku was good. The eight commercial breaks were not good. I understand that's how Roku makes their money. Um, I, I, if there was like rent this for $5 or pay a subscription for $5, I'd, I'd rather have just paid the $5 to watch it in full. I hope they do a physical media release of this. I'd love to see extras too. I'll definitely buy the soundtrack on vinyl. The score was fine. Um, the re-recorded songs, like I said, you know, unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad that they exist. Um, the new song in the credits. Now, you know, 
my whole thing with Weird Al the last like 10 years, the only things he's really done is Hamilton Polka and then like Captain Underpants theme, that Star Wars song, which was dreadful. Um, a lot of his like movie songs just seem phoned in. And when this one started, like during the credits, I was like, yeah, this is just like a generic song I don't really care about from Weird Al. And then it got more Weird Al. Like the music sounded like classic Weird Al. The lyrics got, you know, it, it helped a little bit watching it because you can see the actual credits that he's referring to. But like the triple fake out, um, there's some clever stuff in the lyrics too. I think it's a good addition to my uh, every Weird Al song playlist. Uh, I'm not going to leave it off like the Captain Underpants song or some other, you know, not great songs that he's done recently. There's even like a brand new instrumental polka that's only like a minute long, the clarinet polka that was Weird Al. Um, I was listening to the soundtrack. My daughter was bopping her head to all the polkas, even the ones that weren't actually Weird Al. Um, the beat on the brat with an accordion was cool because like he did the cover on on that record with another band and it was just like, it was kind of just like a boring cover of a boring song sang by Weird Al, but it wasn't really like weird. Like the last several Weird Al albums, there's so little accordion in them and in all the parodies too, which is kind of what made the parodies fun is that they were different and silly. So even hearing like a 30 minute clip of him singing beat on the brat with the accordion uh, was pretty cool. So yeah, there's definitely some good that came from the movie. Um, I don't think it's as good as people think it is or as other people liked it, uh, but it's still good. And that's all. And that's all I have to say about that. Gump, everybody. The song that came out after he died, which in the song now you know is funny. He's like, how about that part when I died? I wasn't expecting that. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Um, I did, I might talk about this again on the show. I know Dante wanted to record. Their schedules just didn't line up. Um, so yeah, check check out uh, the other episodes I mentioned. Uh, Weird, the Alienkovic story trailer. Uh, go Jeff yourself. And on Talk Me Into, we did two Weird Al episodes. Just search for that wherever you find podcasts. Really good episodes. They're a couple hours long each. Like, we dive deep into Weird Al on those. Um, if you want to see my beautiful face, my wife just popped a pimple on my face. It was pussy and bloody and disgusting. Uh, and I have rosacea. So if you want to see a face that looks like I just described, check out So Discussions on YouTube. We've been doing it for like a year now. Um, last November... November 2021, every week we got an episode. Dan, my buddy Dan and I are drinking soda pops on the internet. Uh, it's it's more funny than it is about in, uh, informative about soda. So check that out. Check me out on social media. All that stuff is in the show notes. And next week, we got an episode coming out called Patty with the Perm. I'll just leave it at that. It's another solo Jeff episode uh, where I get introspective. And talk about my feelings. Aww. Then we got some more fun stuff coming up with uh, Dante, Jess, and Adam over the next few weeks. Uh, got to record some more stuff. But yeah, we're we're rolling, baby. I hope you like... What did you guys think about Weird, the Alienkovic story? You know, I want to know what what you guys use. You, y'all, yins. What's yins thinks about it? Let me know, or you can go Jeff yourself.